0: Welcome back, my friends, to the Swiss spot where IT leaders share the insight with other leaders and others that want to lead. My name is Carlos Vargas, and as every week I have my two co-hosts, Howard Holton and Paul Lewis. How goes it? Hey there.
1: So I don't oh. know about the rest of you, but I'm pretty well rested. I took the I took the week of Thanksgiving off.
2: Uh, it's quite lovely. The whole week? The whole week. Wow. And yet you woke up for 9 a.m. for this event.
1: I did. <laughs> Did. I'm not sure what I was thinking.
2: <laughs> you know, was it's your first... suggestion of time. So, yeah, I was going say... to say it,
1: it was. It was. Because it, it, it was basically because I have the day off. Like, it's not, it's really easy when I'm in front, when I'm working, because I'm in front of my calendar, so I don't miss anything. It's much harder when I take the day right. off. And I'm like, eh, I'm just going to go be spontaneous and fuck around over here. And then, you know, like happened earlier in the day, um, I was like, okay, cool. I got to record at one. No, I have to record at one Eastern. <laughs> so for some reason, I'm like, cool, I'll be home at one in plenty of time. And then, oh, oopsie. <laughs> you know. So
0: turkey or no turkey? Uh,
1: so my we're a small family. There's only three of us, right? Um, my daughter uh, is now 22. And so she went to have Thanksgiving with her boyfriend's family again for the second time. Um, and kind of most of our friends had other stuff to do. So I didn't cook at all. We made a reservation at a restaurant with the other kind of couples that were, that were, uh, you know, had an empty nest for whatever reason. Um, and so we went to a really nice restaurant and had, uh, had all the food and drink we could, we could stomach stumbled out at our reservation was at eight. We stumbled out at about 1030 fully sated with no dishes to clean up. It was, it was glorious. And I had a, nice. had a 22 ounce ribeye with a side of Turkey and gravy. <laughs>
0: 22, twenty-two ounce ribeye.
1: <laughs> so, how do you have a side oh. of turkey after
0: twenty-two? Hours?
1: Well, I didn't finish either one. In fairness, okay. there's a bunch of turkey and a and a whole prime rib waiting, or a whole ribeye waiting for me when uh when this is over.
0: Is that that was the <laughs> fresco or something that they had like the gigantic?
1: Um, it's a place called uh, Eddie V's. is where we went. Um, we did it last year. They had a they had a little Thanksgiving thing. Um, and last year I got the Thanksgiving. Dinner, right? Which was turkey and gravy and stuffing and mashed potatoes and whatever. Yeah. And then for the table, because it's a steak restaurant, I got a tomahawk.
2: <laughs> table. So everybody what? as if it's a different everybody entity. Got, everybody got
1: a little bit of tomahawk to go with their with their meal. It was perfect. It was so good because it was it was like I still got the Thanksgiving kind of traditional meal and then got some of the steak that they're that they're known for. It was perfect. Yeah. This year they didn't have the tomahawk, so Um, the only thing I really wanted from the Thanksgiving dinner was the turkey. Um, I really like roast turkey a couple times a year. And, uh, and so I got it as a side. I asked the guy, I'm like, I'm like, Hey, like you have all these other add-ons. You don't have turkey as an add-on. He goes, Oh, (laughs) we have so much turkey in the kitchen. It's not even funny. I'll bring you some turkey.
2: (laughs) Oh, so you didn't have to pay for this add-on. Yeah, I don't believe so. Nice. Did I hear a twinge of disappointment when you used the term, And Sam went to her boyfriend's for the second time.
1: So, so Thanksgiving, (laughs) is my favorite holiday, right? Um, I love cooking for for my friends and family and the people that I love, and and really sharing, you know, a good meal and 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 some good times. Um, So, yeah, I, I actually would rather my wife wouldn't. My wife's the opposite, but I wish she'd go with him for Christmas and stay with us for Thanksgiving. Got it. But for my wife, she'd rather she was here for. Christmas, so
2: which is a weird description you just made because neither Carlos nor myself have been to your house for Thanksgiving dinner. But. Yeah, we're gonna have
1: to plan next year to go. Yeah. You are, you are at all absolutely invited. And you know what, Paul, since, you, since you're Canadian and thus yeah. have a warped calendar for Thanksgiving, <laughs> you would actually have that time free so you can bring the whole family down. It is true. Well, I've had a relatively pleasant last two days.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Carlos, some... family
1: small, you're welcome to come in.
0: Yeah, so this year. Um, Like the family is traveling and stuff like that. So it was my wife. And then literally yesterday, my boy decided that he was not going to go to work. So we had to book somewhere because (laughs) like we were going to just get something simple and stuff like that. So we we found a restaurant that we have wanted to go for a while. uh, And we actually had uh, a good meal there. So it was a good time.
2: Uh, For Uh, Canadians, these two days are just really preparation for cyber monday we don't uh well there's no more cyber monday
1: technically right. we'll like, we'll sales started last monday <laughs> we'll continue yeah. to run through so like it's not it's all one big block of garbage now
0: right you know probably i actually got a new streaming mobile laptop so when i'm traveling because i'm getting a new rig like i'm getting three three cameras all that kind of stuff oh that and they started thing you ordered yeah, so it, it, they just shoot and they send me, so stuff start arriving. So I switch my rig so I can have the new, they have like 24 cores, whatever mobile, stuff like that. Um, and it wasn't special like before everything. So I'm like getting it. Soon you'll be strapping it to your car roof. <laughs> well, I'm actually buying a larger, like the Pelican case. I cannot fit everything in there. So now I had to buy a larger Pelican case so I can put like the cameras, all the switches, because the cameras are uh, wired through Ethernet. Yeah. So I don't have to. I don't have to carry any more HDMI switches and stuff like that. Those are the new cameras, Um, and I got a bunch of like gears. The wife doesn't know that everything started arriving already. (laughs) (laughs) Have you considered coordinating drone cameras, and that way, you know, they can always take it.
2: so it's the noise,
0: man.
1: <laughs> Drones are really noisy.
0: So interestingly enough, you can actually connect them through. If you have Ethernet, you can bring that video in and then you use the local mics. So you don't have the sound from the drone. Um, so, yeah, um, I- I'm looking at some of those. The challenge is that you need a pilot license for a larger drone to nice. carry that. If you have a smaller drone, you don't need a pilot license. So I'm working on that one, so I can get a larger drone that you can then get a better <laughs> camera and stuff like that.
1: Well, you still need a you still need a license for any drone. Doesn't actually matter. The FCC or FAA requires you to be licensed in the U.S. for any drone whatsoever. Minus
0: two forty nine grams, you don't need a license.
1: It is no, no, no. You don't need the drone pilot license, which is a different thing. Mm. You still have to you still have to have a license to fly a drone in the u.s it's it, there's no test or anything you just file um and then you're supposed to put your your license number on your drone um, okay. and then when it gets to the point where it can carry a camera the 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 payload definition means you have to have the the actual commercial licenses really yeah.
2: is that outside only what if you're just using it for indoor purposes
1: If you're using a camera that can carry a digital SLR indoors, you're a crazy person and deserve whatever
0: happens. But I want B-roll for my podcasting. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: These are these are big drones.
0: So what I did for that, I have a uh, a 360 X3 that has the drone feature that is 360. So you can you have it on the invisible pole, so you simulate like you're doing a drone inside. So they have a camera for that. So I got that one when I went to Israel. Um, But I think that talking about all these things, buying stuff, doing things, we need to make some money. So I think that there was a challenge about a week ago with a company that we probably, all of us are using, that is OpenAI. So what was the challenge And like, Was there an issue there, altruism? I want to make money, do something different? Yeah.
1: So let's talk about how OpenAI is structured as an organization at just kind of the high level, right? So um, OpenAI is a nonprofit entity um, whose board is staffed by people who believe in what is is known as effective altruism. And effective altruism is – basically the idea that at some point um ai will take over the world and destroy humanity Mm. and so what the board really wanted to do is regulate the pace of ai so that they manage some caution in the advancement of ai um and could hit the big red button were it to drift into the um uh you know kind of the sentient terminator uh, philosophy, right? The Skynet uh, realm. Um, within OpenAI, they created a for-profit entity called OpenAI, which you know, of course, made it made that really simple. <clears throat> um, and that entity is the entity that we all really interact with, right? The holding company that 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 um, that holds the revenue and profit for for OpenAI. Um, Sam Altman along with Greg and a few other people um, was doing what an innovator is supposed to do and innovating like crazy and, and growing uh, and advancing the products that we all kind of know and use like ChatGPT. And if you look at the rate of advancement with ChatGPT, um, not only <clears throat> did it create a tremendous amount of value for the investors um, and shareholders of OpenAI, the owners, I guess, um, of OpenAI. But um, the pace was also so great, there's no way you could effectively govern that rate of of change. That led to a rift between the OpenAI board and Sam Altman, led by Ilya, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Ilya, yeah. Um, who ousted Altman for effectively, as we understand, um, not sharing the same philosophy as the board um, and wanting to um, to focus on profits and revenues before um, governing AI. Um, so So that's kind of the, the the place where we started last Friday or Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right?
1: Um, immediately, Greg Brockman, one of the other co-founders, who was ousted from the board as part of this move as well, Left with Sam along with several key um, chief scientists or scientists, um, that was not the reaction I think the board expected. Right, and so almost immediately they said, "Hey, hey, hey, wait, 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 come back. We may have acted hastily. Let's have a conversation." Sam kind of publicly said, "The only way that I'm coming back is if the AI, if the OpenAI board resigns and and they appoint a new board." The board decided not to do that. Um, And they entered Sam Altman and Greg Brockman entered into a tentative agreement with Microsoft to lead a new entity owned by Microsoft with Sam as the CEO for doing AI development to continue to work with OpenAI, blah, blah, blah. Seemed like that was going to be what happened moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Wednesday um, it was announced that Three-quarters of the board resigned, and Sam Altman was back as uh, CEO as well as, I believe, back on the board. Correct. And that's where we are. But not the chairman. Not the chairman, just back on the board. And that's where we are today. Now, what's interesting about this in some ways is, one, <clears throat> there are reports that um, that Satya the CEO of Microsoft, when he found out about this kerfuffle um, was uh, visibly upset (laughs) um, and wanted someone's head, uh, which makes sense considering all all the investment that um, Microsoft has made in OpenAI and the ChatGPT tools or the GPT tools. And then they also have private investors that were not aware that this was happening, right? And anything anything like this that happens at the phase that OpenAI is at would have a direct negative impact to their valuation. And Mm -hmm. so if you have a company a billion dollars, you kind of want them to act in a trustworthy manner, in a fiduciarily responsible manner Mm -hmm. in managing those funds. Um, and so there is also the potential for some fallout to the board from that, which I would not be surprised of. Um, and then one of the most clashless things we I've ever seen anybody do. Uh, one of the board members is the CEO of Cora, and during all of this, um, there was also a petition that went around, 700 signatures, blah blah blah. Um, he he said, "Hey, were the open AI servers to become at all." unreliable, Cora has a new AI that we just released that you could use today. Mm-hmm. Which was pretty tasteless considering he was one of the people that
2: caused the whole mess to happen in the first place. What do you think, Paul? Um, what I think is you never know what's happening until you Google an hour before the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's new news uh, frequent. Uh, and everything you said certainly is up to date as that we're recording this on Friday, right? (laughs) it is quite possible when this goes out next Wednesday that we're completely wrong and there's a whole new set of news. So given that, uh, agree wholeheartedly with your summary there. Um, you know, corporate structures are usually complex, right? They're usually a series of organizations, umbrella and non-umbrella organization, uh, and this one is sort of true to that general design, but it is a very turduckany kind of implementation as you, as you talked about, right, it is a, it is a Turkey of a nonprofit who exists to make the world better, but had a, you know, significant slash reasonable fear. And I'm guessing based on their engineering, they see the light at the end of the tunnel of, you know, sentient AI. And they said to themselves, maybe we need to slow down in that circumstance, but as they were engineering over the last X amount of years, they said, Let's create this consumer chat GPT to try it out, thinking that it was going to be, you know, a small little fun utility. And it has exploded in terms of its uh, value and uh, the amount of people that have signed up for it and the engineering that went into the sort of the corporate and consumer use of it. And they said, You know, there's money in this microsoft looks at it and say here's 10 billion dollars here's more money into this but they gave it to the sort of the revenue based entity inside the altruistic based entity and therefore i think in many ways there's a combination of both governance and ego that's kind of what caused all this right so you had a relatively junior ish board right relatively small ish board that know in many ways couldn't help themselves they couldn't understand and appreciate the distinct difference between the non-for-profit perspective and the for-profit perspective and it kind of blew up it blew up and then fixed itself and i agree with you that the satya teams meeting that happened you know friday afternoon (laughs) was harsh (laughs) right there was there was a call between board and the satya saying you know what um I said I wasn't gonna be part of your board, even though I gave you $10 billion, that was a mistake. (laughs) Here are the things you're going to do to fix the situation because I gave you money with the presumption that it was going to help us both, but that we were gonna grow this organization, right? It was gonna be a valued organization over time. Um, And you're right. So the net effect of course now is that Sam is back, new chairman, It'll be a bigger board. It was. It would not shock me if they added more board members over the next couple of weeks. They will be, you know, big names with big value and big credentials and big resumes, and they'll make better decisions. Through.
1: Well, in case they're not looking for any of that, I am available.
2: <laughs> right now, my question to you is: Do you think that the Turducken will be displaced corporate structure? So, do you think they will now be a for-profit organization with a side hustle of altruism versus an altruistic company with a embedded for-profit organization. Um, I actually don't think they need to be for-profit in
1: a in a larger way. Um, I think it's totally fine for them to remain a nonprofit with you know the exact corporate structure that they have. Right. Um, in Microsoft's case, Microsoft's benefit is um, access to the code for their own uses. Right. Mm-hmm. So if if open AI went away after last weekend, right? If it just kind of imploded completely, I'm okay. um, sure Microsoft's not going to realize the $10 billion investment. In fairness, they didn't give them $10 billion. They made a $10 billion commitment, which is not, right. Right. um, and <clears throat> all of Microsoft's AI would have continued to run. They're not using open servers to run any of it. Right. Right. Um, you could even argue that if Microsoft had continued with the, um, AI subsidiary and brought over all the people that left OpenAI. They likely could have um, powerhouse the hell out of AI, and it, and and they Microsoft would have been better off for it, right? Um, simply because it would have become this walled garden that there would have been no exit from, right? Right, which would be bad for all of us. That's that was one of my big concerns through 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 that announcement. Was I, I understand why Microsoft did it? It's definitely in their best interest. Yeah. But is that walled garden in our best
2: interest? Because yeah, well the worst possible situation was that OpenAI dismantled and Microsoft became the new correct. organization. Yeah. Correct. Um, I would say the second biggest
1: is OpenAI becomes the next tech giant without the altruism um, as its guiding light, <clears throat> because um, this is growing incredibly fast. They are absolutely leading it, um, and without without that nonprofit altruistic view, you just end up with another tech giant and, and continued in of the internet, mm-hmm. right? The one good thing about them and their leadership was, um, even though they were not open in any way, which this just kind of further highlights, um, it, it didn't feel like open AI was just in it for open AI. Mm. Right? If you look at the tools they release and the way they release them and they're pushed to, to, to constant and consistent better pricing, even though it's the fastest growing platform, it didn't feel like they were just another Google Microsoft meta right, in it for themselves and, and nobody else. Um, right. So I'm glad to see that they didn't completely implode. Um, I'm a little concerned what this new board is going to look like and really what their focus is going to be. <clears throat> I hope they don't discard the altruism. Um, I do want them to be more open, right? For a company that calls itself open, AI, they're not open, right? In 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 reasonable ways. But um,
2: Sam was focused on monetization, right? So, don't you think that will lean towards sort of the tech company for profit side of the corporate structure versus the.
1: Was was he focused on monetization, or was he focused on advancement and thus monetization?
2: Well, wasn't that the Sam Ilya contention, right? The Ilya, Sam- slow down. We <clears throat> might be making mistakes. Sam saying there's an opportunity in front of us to invest in our business by growing our business.
1: Yes, but but and yes, there's always going to be that gulf, right? right? But that push and pull is actually valuable. Mm right? I don't want to discard the push. Without that push and pull, you just get another tech giant. That's why we just have tech giants, right? Right. Um, the, the, the danger to this entire global economy we've created is the only goal of leadership is to create value for the shareholders. <laughs> right, Nonprofits are the only things that don't have that motivation, right? We need more nonprofits that don't have that motivation. That doesn't mean people don't get paid. Right. Right? But if we're going to retard this late-stage capitalism end game, we 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 have to stop just trying to create value for shareholders. It's such a short-term mm-hmm. um view that it's ridiculous. We need more um a, a higher percentage of altruism, right? I'm not saying that the company should be 100% altru- altruistic. That's that's not likely to happen, and you're just going to get conflict, right? But it could be 51% altruistic. Right. But do don't you think Ilya is gone? Uh yeah, as far as I as far as I know, yeah. He's and not I, part of the board anymore.
0: Yeah. and I, <clears throat>
2: Therefore, I presume, like even gone from the company, let alone the board. I, I think <laughs> probably not a lot of months left in his tenure there. Um, um and therefore <clears> there <throat> must be a you know, a fracture of the team that has his worry.
1: Um, I mean, for for sure. Yeah. Right. Keeping in mind though, if we if the petition that they sent around is any indication, 90% of the company signed the petition and Ilya was one of the first signatures.
0: <laughs>
1: right. Right. He it was one he was one of the first to say this is actually a mistake. We may have overreacted. We need right. to bring Sam back, right? Um and, and he has gone publicly and, and
2: stated that he made a mistake. Right. Certainly, um, instant regret. Now, is that regret sure. based on the negative impact to 700 employees or is that regret? I don't know. Internally? I don't know. At the same time, he was their chief scientist.
1: Right. It's not like he held a small role with inside open AI.
2: Right.
1: Right. So one would have to think that there was a bunch of conflict leading up to this move. Yeah, because it's kind of pulling the pin on the grenade and, and tossing it right right and and there's not a lot of really smart people that begin by pulling the pin on the grenade and lobbing it right you 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 generally find that you get to that point right um so i
2: you know i don't know i i don't think the story is finished right um so the biggest positive change here is moving from you know and this will sound insulting a jv board to a v varsity board right you're going to get better people with more experience and a better appreciation of what the impact both internally and externally to the world will be going forward.
1: Um, the best upside is that that happened before they went public. Right. Right. Um, the best part of it is that happened while we're still in the experimentation phase of, of generative AI and LLMs, right. right? The best part is actually the timing of all of this. They were big enough that we all watched it and yeah. still small enough which sounds ridiculous for the number of uses they have, still small enough that they could, they can recover from this, right? In in eighteen months, this will just have been a an anecdote we tell ourselves, um, and and you know, and we'll move on, right? But but nobody lost their home because of this move. Nobody, you know what I mean? Like
2: it's not it's not GameStop as an example. Do you think there's been a side benefit of the whole drama that now we have? I'm going to use the word evidence that um there's potential dangers in ai right like Ilya is so I concerned and continues to be <clears throat> concerned that the future may have negative consequences in the engineering they've implemented and that you know he he, he implemented drastic ad- action knowing that that was a possibility
1: uh i would say there should be right do I think people are giving that enough like voice time no I I don't think at all right um I think that I think that's the big challenge right because he did pull the grenade in a way that was so massive you have to wonder what are we not seeing what's below He must really believe correct that they're on the precipice of something correct and he's not a talking head he's their chief scientist right Right, so this is a person that knows what they're talking about, right? right? That that sees the writing on the wall and and wanted to take you know really direct, really rapid action um, to 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 shoot a
2: flare and and I think he shot a flare and I think the flare was was ignored, right, right, because um, the net impact won't be a whole bunch of new information saying here's correct. how close we really are. Because that's not Sam's
0: motivation. Good. Or anybody else's. Right. right. Um, it was interesting it, that you're looking at all that, and it happened around the same time that they released a bunch of functionality. And a lot of people wanted to leverage AI more. I don't think the functionality and the
1: announcements from two Tuesdays ago. I don't think that had anything at all to do with um, with the move. It may have had to do with the timing. I don't think that's the cause of the move. Right. Mm-hmm. What I do wonder if some of the keynote from t- two Tuesdays ago was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there was some releases that came out of that that was that was unexpected. You mean um, early? Early, yeah, yeah. Um, but 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 I, I think there's something else behind the scenes that we haven't seen, a breakthrough they made for chat GPT-5 as an example, Right. that we
2: haven't seen that's actually causing this. Right, and there's no, somebody is saying to themselves, there's no constraints, there's no barriers, the possibility of using this in a negative way is high. Let's think about it first, let's slow down, let's...
0: let's
1: it, it, it's also yeah. like there's there's checkpoints, right? right? before this checkpoint this thing's just neat after this checkpoint this thing becomes scary good after this next checkpoint checkpoint it teaches itself and after the next checkpoint we're at the point of no return right right um i have no idea which checkpoint they're at because again right it would actually be useful if they're effectively altruistic it would be useful if they were a little more open right (laughs) Yeah, give us like, a little if bit if more insight of where you are in this. $80 billion nonprofit and every eye is on you. You should have the biggest podcast in the world talking about the dangers of AI and how to responsibly and effectively use AI. Like like that's actually the biggest flaw by the board right? is mm-hmm. not that we were surprised by it, but that, that if they had, had this knowledge, if they had this concern, they were also way too quiet about it, mm. right? And I'm certain... Were they to ever not that we get them as an audience, but were they to listen to us or someone else say that they'd be like, no, we weren't quiet at all. Yes, you absolutely fucking were Own the responsibility.
2: That's a right. very interesting point, because I'm going to add to the point by saying I wonder if that was the source of the contention. Right. To say Ilya is saying we're, we're getting close to being problematic. We should start telling people and Sam saying. Yeah, but I'm trying to monetize it, and therefore disclosing that kind of information has competitive differentiation problems. I don't want to let someone else know that we're doing these kind of things because that'll negatively affect my ability to monetize. I wonder if that was uh, I'd only part buy of that. that contention. Yeah, but I'd only buy that
1: if they were noisy about it from the beginning. Right. Again, if, yeah. If suddenly he asked them to stop talking. Co- correct. This right. is a nonprofit that was formed with effective altruism at its core right not they didn't add that later right. right and so they should have been noisy from day one like every single advancement in, in gpt should have come along with that's a unfair. big post about hey this is what this means in the journey this is what this means to humanity this is how we use this effectively and they've been really silent right and and that's weird f- for me right um and it and it makes me question what are they actually what is their actual philosophy is their philosophy this is going to happen and we just want to be on we just want to be in the room so we know when to go climb into our billionaire bunker i'm i'm unsure you know what their plan is because um it's not altruistic to keep the information to yourself
2: i think they were so shocked that chatgpt3 was so successful and ex- explosive they didn't stop and think to themselves well, what does this really mean for us what's not just the monetization value, but what should it mean for our impact to the world? How should we be talking about this differently? How should we be interacting with the community differently? How should we be uh, positioning ourselves as compared to competitors differently? I don't think they had that conversation. I think it exploded. And they're just dealing with the consequences. And not not working with a board that sort of can see further out than quarter by quarter. Possibly.
1: Yeah, maybe. Right, that that's that seems kind of reasonable. Yeah,
2: because they they thought you know thirty to fifty k people would sign up to this. Right? It was a fun little toy, and they didn't appreciate how <laughs> what kind of value he was actually going to create. Right, all of a again, sudden people are months, you know right? doing code conversion. They're they're displacing Stack Overflow completely. Sure, it's like wow, they probably weren't prepared for that. But but again, it's been twelve months.
1: Yeah, now I, it is. Yeah, I, I yeah. Buy, but I, I buy that reaction for the first month. They had, <laughs> they had some time. Yeah, right. But but they had plenty of time to become vocal. They had right. plenty of time to to be the most, you know, the the the, the most viewed yeah. TED talk. They had plenty of time to do all the things that everybody else does. Yeah. And Sam was the only real mouthpiece, right? So right. true. Like, you still, they still own the responsibility. Like, Ilya, this is your fault, buddy. You know what I mean? If that was your concern, you were quiet and you had no reason to be quiet. Right? Interesting and you don't, have side to story. you don't have to be anything. You just, You can just talk about your concern and how you see this affecting society and add some caution, add some reason. Like, come on, dude, you're the chief scientist. Help us out.
2: Interesting side story during the weekend is that the board went to their Google aligned competitor and said, why don't we merge? And why don't you, as the CEO, become the CEO of the merge company? Yeah, and was their immediate weird. response was no. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that was really weird. Yeah. Now, is that act of desperation? Do you think that was a plan? Do you, And why do you think the answer was no so quickly? Um,
1: I would have given it no so quickly because... Um, it it was it it definitely would have sounded desperate, hmm. right? Plus, like, y- y- there's no alignment between the companies. Okay, cool. We kind of do the same thing, right? We don't operate the same way. We don't have the same focus. We don't have the same philosophy, right? There's going to be philosophical differences here like crazy. And so, are you just going to eat me and do the same thing you did to Sam Altman? Keep in mind, they had three interim CEOs, all of which ran the fuck away. Right. right. I'm on vacation, so I get to use more expletives. Um, <laughs> and the third one was like the only way that I'm staying for more than an hour is you have to put in writing exactly what happened between you and Sam. Right. Yeah. We, right. we need to know way more detail. Correct. Seems like that maybe didn't happen. Right. Right. So so yeah, I mean, if I was hit if I was hit with that same merger talk, I'd be like, cool, but you have to document plus I don't trust you as a board. <laughs> right why would you trust the the board that just did that sam altman and then shows up at your door going hey uh we're thinking merger does that sound good to you (laughs) no it doesn't sound good to me no no thank you i don't want to be involved (laughs) with (laughs) me right like i'm watching your friend group explode on national television i'm not no i don't want to sign up to be your fifth wheel
2: yeah. When, if we'll... when the embers burn out, maybe we'll talk. But at the right. moment, it's a raging fire. I don't want to be involved. Right. And I
1: don't really want the spotlight on me either. Right. And that's the other thing, right? It's it's it had this happened quietly, it could have gone incredibly differently. Sure. This dominated the tech news cycle in a way very little dominates the tech news cycle. And there were a lot of eyes on this. Right. Right, and so no, I mean, there's no way I would have accepted even the discussion of a merger. Like I would have turned turned it away almost
2: immediately. It sounded like it was that fast. Yeah, like in the phone call. Correct. Like, <laughs> that's an interesting offer. Yeah, I don't even like, have to ask.
1: Yeah, it sounded like one of these things. Hello. <laughs> uh, sorry, new number. Who dis? Click.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Three so, declines before he
0: enters. So I was on a call. Um, for a strategy group and they were discussing the topic. So one of the questions that they asked to different company leaders was what do you think will you do? Will you continue trying to leverage OpenAI or will you look for alternatives so you can replace what you're doing with OpenAI? Um, there were very interesting responses. I would I like to get probably your response if you will be in that type of decision, if they are leveraging because, like you mentioned, they're the dominant player right now, will you right away say, oh, I will look on Switch, or what will you do? Go ahead, Paul. Um.
2: The The question is different based on if you're talking about Paul Lewis, the individual, or Paul Lewis, the CTO of Company X. Right? Paul Lewis, CTO um, of Company X. Answer it yeah. that way. <laughs> so <laughs> I just came from a round table last night. 22 CIOs and CTOs, um, the topic of not necessarily open eye came up, but the topic of chat GPT or the consumer AIs and to a person, the answer in the room was, it's already not in our policy to allow it to be used in the corporate setting. In other words, there is not a circumstance to which you're allowed to both to copy your IP into it, take code from it and put it into our IP. Use our customer data and put it in, and so on and so forth. Even if we encourage our staff to consume the technology in their personal world, and if you want to use it for small data creation stuff, like a blog creation, go ahead. The only exception to using Gen AI within our organization will be the embedded functions, the Copilots, the Duet AIs, the whatevers, right? The the function within SAP. Go all hog if we've subscribed to do that function. So my answer to you is this. I don't think it's going to be corporately widely used for a while until such time as the corporate governance slash barriers are in place to protect corporate IP. But I think it'll still explode dramatically, the consumer use of ChatGPT. In fact, if anything, positive experience after the weekend will create more users and more use and more innovation and the reality is it was good news for our, a monetization perspective for OpenAI.
1: Sure, but I think the question also is if you're building an application using the ChatGPT API.
2: Yeah.
1: Right, the OpenAI AI is for GPT, should you change or should you continue moving forward? Like forget about the, do you use ChatGPT as an individual with, within an organization or not? But if your corporate strategy is we're adding GenAI to our application, and we're using the open ai api to do that should we continue with that or should we pick a different
2: api go for it absolutely go for it yes there was corporate governance turmoil technology's still awesome so what why would the i still the leader yeah
1: pardon right. the technology is still the leader
2: yeah technology is right. still the leader by far it but wasn't in anyone individual including sam C-
1: correct but so so i kind of agree with what what you had to say um I would say go forward. However, remember, we're still in the freaking experiment and experimentation phase. Yeah. Stop pinning all of your conversations on Gen AI. We're in yeah. the experimentation phase. This isn't going to look the same in 12 months. Right? <laughs> Should you use OpenAI's API today? Sure, absolutely, because it is the best. Will it be the best in 12 months? Maybe. Do you will you need the best in 12 months? Doubtfully. Right. In 12 months, it will be much easier to have a private GPT that gives results at par with the best of where 3.5 is today for, for GPT. 3.5 for GPT would work for 99% of the use cases anyone is suggesting for internal applications that they're building themselves, and the ability to run that completely privately at the speed that you need it to run with the accuracy that, that GPT-3.5 has today will be totally reasonable in 12 months. Yep. So one, don't pin all your hopes on publicly available models from anyone. Two, remember we're in the experimentation phase, which means you should also be in the experimentation phase, not in the we're final going to market, this stuff's awesome, we're pinning our hopes and dreams on it.
2: Right. right. The The timing was hilarious. So on Thursday, I was at Stanford University talking to 100 CIOs and CTOs about Gen AI. And I started by saying... Um, welcome to the peak of inflated expectations, right? That's literally my first words, right? And then I showed the Gartner diagram, right? We're right at the top, uh, which means we have 12 to 14 months of bad news, right? (laughs) Events are gonna occur, cybersecurity problems are gonna occur, organizations are gonna blow up. Uh, There are going to be problems and we're about to see a lot of them. And then the very next day this happens. In fact, so much so of anybody who asked to see the deck, I responded to them immediately saying, look at what happened this weekend. Exactly. As I suggested, it was, it was amazing. The timing was brilliant, but in the room, like I also showed that other diagram that said of a hundred CIOs experimenting, 70% of them are just understanding they're learning, they're trying to figure it out 15% or less are doing a POC four percent are actually putting in the production and of the ones putting in production it's the embedded functions right right because right now the embedded functions are kind of free uh if you're using copilot if you're using office 365 you're paying you know 15 to 20 dollars a month per user well copilot's 30 so is the value of copilot double the price of the productivity tool no it's not 30 dollars
1: it's thirty dollars so. per month for a minimum of three hundred users. Right. So if you just <laughs> write, wow, correct, correct, minimum of three hundred users at E three or better. Right. So whatever you pay for E three, which is twenty three bucks and up.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Then add thirty dollars to that, times three hundred. So if you just want to enable your board, if you just want to enable the executive staff, if you just want to enable your software developers, and also it's not available
2: yet. But thirty times three hundred. Right. Per month. Just to draft a cool email, (laughs) I'm I'm listening for the ROI there. I'm just showing me the spreadsheet (laughs) because I don't see it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because what people forget, Gen AI is actually expensive to run. It's expensive for you to run yourself. It's also expensive for the hyperscalers to run and therefore they need an ROI. So that has to translate to actual functional value for me. Just think that I'm willing to pay that kind of money.
1: Okay. So Microsoft says, if you want AI in teams, it's, you have to, it's 30 bucks a month. Right. Um, zoom, however, has said, if you want AI in zoom, it's free. Just go turn it on. Nice. Right. And they have specifically said, um, as we add features, we have no interest in charging you additional money for those features. We think those features should be included in our platform. Yep. At just what the platform cost is. Um, philosophically, that's an amazing difference. Right. Um, and maybe maybe the topic for another podcast in the future, right? What is what should the monetization be around AI, um, and what do we feel is reasonable and not reasonable, and and should it be blanket or should it be pointed? I think there's some an interesting conversation there.
2: Somebody should write that down because we rarely remember. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody listen to this podcast and then send us
0: a note, <laughs> Carlos. That was uh, beefy. That was a very good podcast. <laughs> looking at, hey, sh- when you develop something, should you also be looking at what is the future and how you're going to help people or just about the money? Both things are important, but actually the most important is be transparent with what you're doing. Mm. Be open, not just put it on the name. So in that way, you can get people behind you and understand. And also they may be able to help you solve some of the challenges. My friends, we'll see you on our next episode.